So that means you're going to lose all your money, you know, at least half the time. And so you got to be prepared to lose it, you know, before you invest it, in my view. Welcome back to another episode of the Game of Life podcast. This week we have Jeff Jordan joining us. Jeff is one of the highest level performing overall human beings on the face of the planet. Have you heard of PayPal? Yeah, he ran it. How about OpenTable? Mm-hmm, that too. Jeff is an extremely successful venture capitalist in Silicon Valley. In this episode, Jeff is going to tell you what he looks at when he invests in a company, what the main fixtures are to know, hey, this is who I'm diving in deep with. And you are going to learn the exact three-prong approach that Jeff uses when he reviews companies to invest in, similar to what he did with Airbnb, Pinterest. Yeah, pretty good investments, I would say. Jeff has an extreme passion for sports and helping athletes become smart in the investment world. And as you'll see throughout this episode, me and Jeff like to talk a little trash on each other's pickup hoops game. And as you know, stay tuned at the end for the three pointers of the week, the NBA behind the scenes information going down, your chance to win tickets of your choice to any NBA game coming up all at the end of the Game of Life podcast. Okay, I could go on all day about Jeff's accomplishments that he has achieved, but what stands out the most is the person that Jeff is, and you're going to find that out right here, right now, on the Game of Life podcast. But before we do... All right, welcome back to the Game of Life podcast. We've got Jeremy Lin on. Jeremy, what's going on? The two most important days in your life are the day you're born and the day you find out why. He's like the eye of the hurricane because in the middle of the hurricane, it's really calm. And so Michael never tried to stop all the madness around him. What he learned was he just got calm in the middle of it. Stealing that pass at Staples, I was like, dude. (laughs) You know? Yeah. Give Kobe a little glance after that. What's up? Uh, You want to be that person that when they walk into a room, that people are happy to see you. Talk to me about working with Ronaldo. You helped coach Ronaldo to become a great sleeper. A human test tube. Thank you, man. I, I, <laughs> I think that's like one notch up from being a human guinea pig. They'll take it. In a good uh, way. And I just pray, man. Like, I just pray and I just thank God for, for everything. The moment you realized, man, I'm in the NBA. Oh, man, that was from day one. That was the... the the day I got drafted, when I heard my name being called. Buckle up, the Game of Life podcast coming at you, where we bring to you the behind-the-scenes lives of NBA players, business-savvy entrepreneurs, and top-level performers in all fields of personal development. The podcast that helps you become the best version of you. Game of Life podcast, Jeff Jordan and Dreesen Horowitz. Here we go. Jeff Jordan, welcome to the podcast. Jeff, thank you for coming on The Game of Life. One of the most interesting, genuine people on the face of the planet, in my opinion. Uh, thanks, David. It's great to be here. Well, thank you. I'll just give the audience the quick background. Jeff was the PayPal CEO, same with OpenTable, a venture capitalist with Anderson Horowitz. And uh, basically has the best running skyhook on the court. He's kind of like Magic Johnson meets John Stockton and Tony Allen with his full court pressure defense. 
Jeff, these days, these days I'm the only running sky hook on the on the court, so that that, that probably makes me the best. <laughs> well, hey, if you got that down in your arsenal better than Magic does, yeah, I've seen you on court, so I know you can play. And Jeff, just wanted to talk to you too about uh, the philanthropy that you do. 2012, you guys at Anderson Horowitz are giving it half of everything that you bring in. Yeah, it's essentially it's, wow. a, it's a modified version of the uh, Buffett pledge, Warren Buffett, um, where you know you, 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 you agree to give away at least half of your um, uh, uh, earnings or income. Uh, or uh, it's you know it's a high quality problem to have, but you know yeah. I've been incredibly fortunate in my life and career, and you know the kids went to college and and have shoes, and so the question is what you know what do you do with your money? So there are three things you you can do at eye level: you can spend it. You can um, give it to the government, or you can give it away. And uh, of the, I, I kind of have what I need on the spending side, so we're we're pretty focused on trying to give it away. Yeah, that's so cool to hear. We'll talk more about that and everything that you've done. Literally, the most efficient, high-level functioning person that I know. But let's start this yeah. off with a bang here. So, you hoop with Kanye West, hang out with Andre Iguodala, create companies that change the world, travel the world to the most interesting, adventurous places, which I'm very jealous of. We'll have to talk more on that too. Grace to cover. Oh, you you travel magazine. a fair amount yourself, big guy. So <laughs> <laughs> I just travel to places just that you give me the heads up on. That's good. you're kind of my travel guide. So oh, I'm, I'm going to need to know your new spots that you're going to. But man, basically, you literally do it all. Did you ever think of when you were growing up? That this is what you wanted to do. This was going to be your life. Or do you ever just take a deep breath and just be like, "Man, this is amazing." Uh, you know, it is pretty amazing. It's it's nothing like what I ever imagined I would do. I mean, growing up, the the imagining was I uh, I actually would have had a basketball career that 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 got ended pretty quickly. And, and hey, I don't <laughs> know, man. I don't know. Aspirations, I, but yeah. um, yeah. The, the, I mean, it, this is it's really um, it's just so cool to be doing stuff you really like and uh, and uh, and really enjoying it. That's awesome. Can you give the uh, the audience just kind of a, a quick background on how you got to where you are today as one of the top uh, venture capitalists with Andreessen Horowitz? You know, it, it 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 wasn't what I set out to do, but I I always uh, I, my uh, my dad died when I was uh, fifteen, and my mom died when my twenties. So pretty early in my life, you have, I figured out that you're kind of on your own. And so uh, I was always really into, you know, into school achievement, um, working hard, and that just that served me really well. And I had this set of uh, occupational experiences. I started as a management consultant and ended up at the Walt Disney Company doing strategic planning, which is similar, and kind of rode that into the internet. And um, the turns out the woman who managed me uh, hired me at Disney in 1990 was Meg Whitman, who then hired me at eBay in uh, 1999. And at eBay, I joined there to manage two people. And, and seven years later, I was managing 6,000. And that kind of changed the career trajectory. Then after that, did uh, yeah, part of that, I did PayPal, then did OpenTable, and then had done enough of the operating stuff that I wanted to try and, uh, something new in the same field because I love the company creation thing. So I became an investor in the tech companies. 
Very interesting. So you weren't you weren't Mickey Mouse there at Disney World, just to just to clarify. Uh, actually, I was goofy. More. Um, every, every senior manager <laughs> had to go through the experience of being a character, and what it both is grueling because it's a you know 100 degree, 99 percent humidity heat in Orlando, Florida, and you put on this yeah. big furry costume and have kids like yanking all over you. I, I probably lost eight pounds in 20 minutes. It's <laughs> a good workout, good exercise, right there. Yeah. So you, you talk about investing into companies and on the game of life, we're all about self-improvement, life impu- improvement from the NBA players that we bring on to top level performers in all fields. So when you look at a company, what goes into, hey, this is a company we think is going to be really good. This is who we want to put our time, effort and energy behind. Walk me through like just the whole process of what that what that looks like you know it depends a little bit on the stage where we're we refer to our what we do is stage agnostic we only invest in tech companies but we can do it from when it's like one person with an idea to when it's you know kind of up and running and flying um but uh, the biggest commonality across all those is the people who are starting the company the founders um and you know at, at the end of the day you're betting on a, on the person so what you're trying to do is assess the person ideally that person has a an interesting idea or traction in it and, and things like that. But you really want to understand that person because, you know, you want someone who has vision, can see the future, who um, who it can can convince other people of their vision of the future. I call it storytelling. I mean, because you have to tell your story to investors, to employees, to, to, to customers, you know, just have to be able to do that. And then the biggest one is you need persistence. Um, someone who will, you know, when, when barriers get thrown up in front of them and they always do in, in new companies, they just you know, they, they climb over them, they run through them, they go around them and, but they just keep persisting because you know, the, you know, the, the, the good ones will be doing what they're doing probably for the rest of their lives. And, you know, they're the people you want to back the people who just say, I'm doing this. I love it. I'm changing the world, you know, get out of my way. And, uh, I I'm privileged to work with a number of guys. That's that's great. So it's it's much more about working with the person and knowing that their passion is going to be there on a daily basis that not yeah, necessarily we, we, hey, they want to just make a ton of money doing it, but they have that passion. Yeah, we differentiate a really hard line between what we would call a missionary, someone who genuinely wants to change the world and a mercenary, someone who's just saying, OK, Silicon Valley is a good place to make a buck. Uh, like the that. person looking to make a buck doesn't care if their business is around in 30 years from an investor standpoint, you know, we, we want to build large enduring companies. And so, you know, that we, we look hard for the missionaries, missionary, not a mercenary. I'm stealing that from you. I like that. And you've, you've been on the board to acquire, or, uh, some some very some very big companies into your uh, venture capitalist firm like Airbnb and Pinterest. Is there anyone that stands out that was like you're very proud of some some smaller one that you you didn't really think was going to be as big as it was, but you took a shot in the dark because of the people, because of their passion, and it really went big. Yeah, you know, it, it, it is funny because, you know, typically when, you know, you, you invest early, you're hoping they all can be big. Yeah. And so sometimes you're right in, in, in this business. Sometimes you're wrong. And, you know, I've been spectacularly wrong, too. Uh, I was an investor in Fab.com and that lost about a quarter billion dollars. So, um, you know, it, it's a very humbling business, too. But, you know, probably an example of the satisfaction when I uh, first uh, when our firm first invested in Airbnb, they had about 30 employees. 
Um, uh-huh. you, you know, now it's over 3,000, you know, uh, six, seven years later. Uh, uh, at Pinterest, um, when we invested, there were eight people at the company. Um, and so, yeah, I, I remember the little ramshackle office they had in, you know, in Palo Alto. Um, I, I'm not even sure the door locked well. And, you know, they, to, to go from that to, you know, seeing their, you know, being in their corporate headquarters in San Francisco with, you know, just, you know, see a thousand people running around. It's, it's just, I, I call it alchemy, you know, where you, yeah. you start with a stone and it turns into gold. That's, that's, that's really cool to see it right from the start. That's yeah, yeah, that that is awesome, and you know, and a lot, you know, it, there's some version of that that happens with all the companies yeah. where it works. That it, there, there is the other one where they start with a lot of people and they go to zero. <laughs> so yeah, that, you, that, yeah. That, yeah, the humbling part. There you go. If you if you have more weighing on the side of Airbnbs, that's that's the way to do it. But that, you know, the, the, there's an investing maxim that you can only lose one time your money, but you can make you know, infinite <laughs> times your money. And so, you know, in this business, about half of your companies don't work. If you're good, about half of your yeah. companies work. But the ones that work, um, work, you know, if you're a good investor, the ones that work really work and they pay off, they more than pay off the ones that didn't. Yeah, I've been given advice about angel investing and just putting money behind companies, startups, and they're like, yeah, if, if you're ready to lose all this money, then yeah, then you're ready to be an angel investor. I don't know if I'm quite there yet. Agree. 100% agree. <laughs> I mean, even at, at a venture firm where we, we have a whole firm out beating the bushes for deals and you know, we fund 1% of the deals we see, wow. half our businesses, half our deals don't earn a positive return. Yeah. So if if with our deal flow and the fact we do it for a living, our hit rate is about 50%. If you have a, a, a slimmer deal flow and you don't do it for a living, I mean, 50% would be an aspiration. So that means you're going to lose all your money, you know, at least half the time. And so you got to be prepared to lose it, you know, it, it, before you invest it, in my view. Yeah. Are you still ready to invest? Good luck. Jeff's going to come back in the second half of the podcast and tell you how you can take steps daily to be the smartest investor that you can be. He's also going to share with some of his life hacks on how he is such an efficient, high-level performer. That's coming in the second half of the Game of Life podcast very soon. But right now, let me tell you about our sponsor for the episode as I sip on my coffee. Chimera Coffee, the nootropic-filled, great-tasting coffee straight from 5,000 feet altitude mountains deep in the heart of the Dominican Republic. Chimera Coffee is not just coffee. It's a movement. Become the legend. And let me tell you, if you're a coffee connoisseur looking for great-tasting coffee that's going to keep you focused and just driven throughout the day, this is your chance. Chimera Coffee, check it out online. And you're going to get 15% off in the checkout if you enter the code NURSE. So put away your Starbucks, grab some Chimera, live a better life. Boom, there it is. All right, second half of the Game of Life podcast coming up here right now with Jeff Jordan. You're going to learn how you can become a billionaire today. And I know there's a little bit of an echo that comes in later in the podcast, but trust me, hang with it. It is very valuable information that you're going to get straight from one of the best, Jeff Jordan. Physically, I know you're in very good shape. You travel, you're adventurous. How, how do you how do you do both? Just uh, yeah, well, the, the, for me, the you know the the physical leads to the mental. Um, yep. 
I work out every day, um, almost regardless of the circumstances of that day. You know, if you get, I, I know what time the local gym opens. It's five thirty in the morning because I got there well, once. I had, I had to leave for the airport at six thirty. So I was going to go work out, and it turned out it didn't open until five thirty. So I sat outside for a half hour. Um, <laughs> that that working out one, I think, keeps your you know, your body in shape. I'm a, I'm a, for my age, I'm 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 pretty dangerous uh, re- relative to my age. You are. And, you and, are. You pick me up full court and, and pick up basketball. That's dangerous. <laughs> I have to because if I give you an inch, it goes in. <laughs> you hoist it and it's down. Um, and then the physical definitely helps with the mental. I mean, just clearing your head, coming in fresh, you know, just, um, you know, I sleep better, the, the whole thing. So for me, the, 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 it starts with the physical and that then supports the mental in a big way. What about time efficiency? You're one of the most time efficient people that I've ever met. Is there any hacks that you have to being more efficient, getting more done, more productive? Yeah, have to be. It's the only only way yeah. it works. Um, and uh, so what I find is I'll be running and when I'm running, I'm running full speed and I'm still falling behind. It's like, okay, some, I got to change something. Yep. So I'll typically go back to my calendar for the last like three months and said, where did I actually spend my time? I, I mean, I, I, I'm in meetings, you know, eight, 10 hours a day, but just what were they doing? Was I seeing new companies, uh, working with existing companies, you know, uh, going to industry things. And then you try to figure out what can I do more efficient? Um, you know, a, a little while ago I went, from doing half hour phone calls to where I could pull it off 15 minute phone calls. So I get twice as many phone calls in, in, in a, in a, in a space of time. Um, you know, you, you, you squeeze pitches by 10 minutes so you can get to your, uh, desk and check email between meetings. So if not, I can't, I, I'll check email at 6 a.m. And if I don't check it again until 6 p.m., you know, it, all hell breaks loose and I'm, I'll be email all day. So it's it, you, just this, this constant optimization. Well, we, we are very blessed to have your time now that you're down to 15 minutes. I might keep you for a couple hours, man. <laughs> uh, jumping into the NBA and professional sports is a big uh, um, listening audience for, for that is, is wealth management and the issue that it is in professional sports. People have seen the ESPN 30 for 30 broke. And just what is the mindset that, that needs to shift in order for players to be able to invest correctly or to have knowledge of it? I know you work with Andre Udala and he's a very sharp uh, professional athlete, but is there a mindset shift that can be done to help yeah, us? Yeah. I mean, it's it's interesting. I talked to uh, uh, Joe Montana and I a couple of years ago addressed a number of members of the NFL Players Association on this topic, and Joe was just saying, you know, describing how everyone's got their hand out. You know, just you know, just if you're a professional athlete with money, everyone's got their hand out. Um, I personally don't give money to anyone who asks me for money because that's such adverse selection. You know, I don't know this person. I don't know what they do. I don't know there. Um, the ones I want to give money to are the ones I just, you know, friends use, uh, you discover a long track record, you know, kind of thing. And it's almost the ones that aren't necessarily, you know, you have to work to get to take your money is kind of where I would, you know, one is, you know, just so don't give money to people who ask you and then diversify, you know, just you, you got to, you know, you can't put it all in one place. So if you open a restaurant with all your money, restaurants typically go out of business within, you know, two, three years, there's a chance you lose all your money. But if you put 5% of your money into a restaurant, if it goes out of business, you got 95% left. So, uh, you know, the, the other one is just make sure you got it in different places. 
That's a really good, yeah. You don't you don't want one investment because there's fifty percent chance it's going to go out of business. You want you know I think we have, we have over a hundred in our portfolio. So if if any one or five or ten blow up, we we still think we're going to be okay. That's really good advice, just to everyone out there in general looking for investment uh, advice to be able to diversify, not put every not put all their eggs in one basket. Yep. Yep. Exactly. So I'm not putting all my eggs in my ba- in one basket. Me beating you in a shooting competition. <laughs> yeah. <Should I? laughs> you, you you would uh, that that is what's pretty much called a sure thing. Okay, I'll invest in that. All right. <laughs> what do you what do you think? Uh, give the audience a little sneak peek on the next big thing. Like we talked Airbnb, Facebook, you know, Google, Apple. Is there anything that you think is that's going to be next? Is it artificial intelligence, virtual reality? Um, I know you, you might not be able to give away any secrets, but what do you yeah, think? Yeah, you know, it's, uh, I, I just talked about a few themes that are there. I mean, it, it has been the last five years a very good time to be a venture investor because there have been a couple just major shifts in, uh, in, in, in the structure of the business. So, you know, we went from the PC world to a mobile world. We went to an on-premise uh, uh, data center world to, you know, the, the cloud you know, enterprise software to SaaS companies. I mean, there's been so much change that then, you know, creates opportunity for people investing in new companies. So that's been cool. When we look forward, you know, a couple of things we're, we're monitoring. One is voice. You know, you get, you know, the Amazon with their Alexa uh, device has shown that voice, you know, the voice interface is ready for prime time finally. And so, you know, we're seeing voice showing up all over the place. So that, that one's in, intriguing to us. You know, the, uh, we're, we're seeing what I think Chris Anderson of Wired called the, the peace dividend uh, from the smartphone. There's so many, you know, smartphones out there that the, comp- the key components have collapsed in price in a good way, which means they can go into Internet of Things, uh, VR, AR, robotics, drones. Um, you know, uh, we were just uh, outside here um, demoing uh, the, late, the, the product of a, one of our drone, uh, drone investment called Skydio where the drone actually will lock onto you. Say, say you're mountain biking in a park or you're skiing. The drone will lock onto you and follow you, but it has full collision avoidance. So it will be dodging tree. Yeah, you're going under a tree. It will dodge you. And it, and it takes a pic, it takes a video of you the entire time. So it is just like this highly produced Hollywood, you know, magical thing where this drone is just chasing you. And, uh, you know, stuff like that is just awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I can't even grasp what's coming next. I can hardly use my iPhone, so yeah. I'll go with your with your advice on that for sure. All right, Jeff, we're going to throw you on the hot seat, the rapid fire, my favorite part. You can just answer them quickly, whatever comes to your mind. Is there any mottos that you live by? Uh, golden rule. Um, do unto others as you'd have them do unto you. I mean, it, 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 also known as karma, but just, yeah. you know, if you treat everyone right, you know, it's, hopefully they, they give it back to you. Great. What about the best advice you have ever gotten? You know, there was a guy, you know, I, I, I mentioned my, uh, you know, my dad died when I was in my teens. So I didn't have, uh, you know, the work, the work, the per- person pushing me on work. And so I, I stumbled into an insurance job in Philadelphia and uh, a guy named Rick Thatcher took me under his wing and both gave me interesting work and, and invested in me. And at one point he put, took me in his office and said, son, you got to go to business school. 
And I'm like, I don't know anyone going to business school. I have no money. What are you talking about going to business school? He goes, it will, it, it'll be great for you. It will help you change your life and put your on a different trajectory, get out of the insurance business and go do something interesting. And I took his advice, um, ended up going to business school, got, got into Stanford, and the, the career post that we took a completely different trajectory than the career was pre that. And it was, you know, for someone to take, you know, take time out of their day and, and you know, give me that push and advice and kick in the ass and have it change your life. Is, uh, I appreciate that every day. That's that's great. Yeah, it's great to have the mentors that will actually tell you how it is instead of just yep. be a yes man and agree and let you know what you got to do. I like that. That's that's you to me. So just tell me what I need to do and I'll do it. <laughs> no, the, actually, the other thing, I, I do try to pay it forward. You know, the, the ringer did a nice little piece on me and my basketball game. But the part that I was proud of was, you know, the people in there who I spend time with trying to, you know, pay back the mentoring I got, you know, and, and seeing them thrive. And, and the rewards from that are really high for me. I, I, I try to do that as much as I can. Well, in all honesty, you do a great job of that. Like, I, I, I am very blessed for all the help that you've given me and all the advice that you've given me. I consider you a mentor to me. Yeah, so that's, I really, that's I really cool. I appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Uh, how about a movie of yourself? Who would be playing you and give us a genre-type script that we'd follow? Oh, God. Um, Bradley <laughs> Cooper. Yeah, there you go. That's great. Uh, and what's he doing? Uh, he's being a, a goofball who manages not to screw things up and have a good ending. See, that, there you go. Comedy. That'd be good. See, yeah. Bradley Cooper, kind of like his movie Limitless, where he's super efficient with everything and a comedy on top of that. Great movie. Uh, we, we, we've got the investment in Human, the nootropics company that's, that's trying to you know, do, do, do uh, good, good versions of that uh, Limitless uh, drug. Exactly. I, I, they're a sponsor on the podcast. And oh, yeah, Jeffrey, yeah, I, I got to know him through you, and Jeffrey's awesome. I think they're doing great things. Hopefully they can make that Limitless pill. I would love that. There you go. All right. How about inviting three people dead or alive to a dinner party, and what are you guys eating? Oh, my God. Um, I know. I'm coming with the hard ones, man. Holy cow. Okay. So it's either <laughs> presidents or sports. I'd probably go with presidents. Um, okay. uh, former president. Uh, former president, without question. Um, yeah. uh, Barack <laughs> Obama, Teddy Roosevelt, and George Washington. I like yeah. it. And what are we eating? I, I, I eat really healthy, but if I'm going to get the three of them together, we're going to go for cheesesteaks. I'm a Philadelphia boy. There you go. There you go. All right. Uh, we talked about the travel. Just fill me in on some of the travel spots you're looking at going, the places that you've been. This is just selfishly for me because I need to pick some new spots to go to, too. All right. The top five list places I've been. Uh, Safari in Africa is yep. unbelievable. Um, uh, remote parts of Alaska are unbelievable. All right. The Galapagos Islands. We combined it with a trip to Machu Picchu. That was that was pretty freaking awesome. Okay. That's definitely what I'm going to do. I've heard Galapagos Islands are great, and you can do them both combined. Yeah, well, I mean, it's a little travel. It's not that much travel. You're you're in the same neighborhood. And then the aspiration I have is, uh, and I, I do want to do this. I want to get to Antarctica. I haven't done it yet. Me too. I'm planning to do a basketball camp in Antarctica. <laughs> Seriously, I'm going to be the first one to do it there. It's going to be through the nonprofit with my MBA guys, the company I'm setting up 
for that. So yeah, we're going to do it down there. Awesome. That could be my me, excuse. You'll, you'll finally teach me how to shoot. There it is. Yeah, I need someone to actually attend the camp. So that can be you. Yeah, yeah. And and, and then, you know, the the level of improvement I'm capable of giving the sorry state of my current shot <laughs> make you a hero. <laughs> No, man. Let's let's actually talk about that. I'd love to do it. I want to get down there too. <laughs> that would be fun. Last continent. All right, Jeff. Thank you so much for your time. In a nutshell, can you give? Can you leave the audience with uh, just some advice on just just uh, in, investing, whatever it might be, on how you got to where you got to be? Just some parting advice on being a great overall human being that is super efficient, super sharp. I aspire to that. You know, um, for me, the lessons of athletics and the lessons of business, you know, what works in athletics works in business. So, um, you know, some of the people I really admire uh, in athletics just work their ass off with that continuous improvement uh, mode. I mean, the Ray Allen uh, article in the Players Tribune I thought was just spectacular. And, you know, the same thing happens in business. So I'm, you know, I'm probably in the last few chapters of my career. But I wake up every day saying, how can I be better and how can I learn? And why I'm doing what I'm doing is you learn every day. The intellectual stimulation is unbelievable. Um, you know, one of our guys here says what we do for a job is we see the future. You know, the, the smart, you know, smart people with with outrageous ideas come and tell it, try to convince us that their version of the future is going to be the, the you know one that happens. And, you know, so if you're continually learning and continually improving, things usually end up pretty well. That's absolutely perfect. Absolutely perfect for this podcast, too. Always continuing to learn. Jeff, thank you so much. We'll link to all these uh, articles in the show notes and every way that we can follow you and stalk everything that you do, basically. Stalk everything I do. Excellent. (laughs) Excellent. how, how uh, How can we help with the philanthropy that you guys do as well? You know, um, uh, it, it is interesting. Our key uh, uh, key go tos right now is you know we support uh, Stanford University pretty heavily. Um, I met my wife there, and our kids recently graduated from there. But the big one for us is uh, is the Juvenile Diabetes Research Foundation, um, also known as JDRF. Uh, our daughter is uh, was diagnosed over a decade ago with type one diabetes, which is the autoimmune kind, which means she stays alive by measuring her blood sugar and and self-administering insulin, like, you know, multiple times a day, every day. And so the, the work the, those folks are doing on improving the management and ultimately, ideally, making it go away, um, you know, curing the disease is one that's just we're extremely passionate about. I think my wife holds four different posts in that organization. And uh, our, our dream is a, a, a day where, you know, our daughter doesn't have to stick herself. Doesn't have to, you know, I think we, we, there's was recently a walk and actually this weekend there's a walk in San Francisco and our daughter is, you know, doing the raising money, the walk. And her Facebook post was so poignant. Um, she was talking about, you know, I have this disease had for a decade. This shit really sucks. I feel like a human pincushion was her phrase that really captured it for me and so that uh you know our goal is to make me is to take the pins out of our life hey we are going to yeah we're going to do everything we can to help you with that too and with basketball life my nonprofit, it 
partners with, like I was telling you, with NBA players, nonprofits. I'd love to partner with you guys on that. And that's yeah, that's awesome that's, uh, by the way, Ray, Ray Allen, just uh, bring him up a second time. Uh, he's very active in JDRF because one of his children also, uh, unfortunately, had that same affliction. So, uh, you know, uh, uh, it, there's a lot of people. There's a lot of opportunity to do good. Let's definitely talk more about all that when I get up there to the Bay. So I got to get up there to the Bay. We're going to play pickup. We're going to schedule our camp in Antarctica. There we go. And and whatever else. Awesome. We'll name the team the Penguins. There we go. (laughs) Jeff, thank you so much for your time. Really appreciate it, man. Thank you for being an awesome friend, mentor to me. uh, It's a a pleasure. I, I I get more than I give. Uh, Thank you, man. Well, appreciate your time big time, and we will be seeing you soon. Sounds great, David. Take care. Thanks, Jeff. See you, man. Big time thank you to Jeff Jordan for coming on the Game of Life podcast. As you can see, he is a very high-level individual, but an even better person. How about Andreessen Horowitz giving away half, half of all they earn? If you knew how much that was, that would blow your mind. So I hope you gained some knowledge from the Game of Life, which I always hope that you do. Continuing to learn, continuing to grow, that's what we're all about. Helping you become the best version of yourself that you can be. Hit me a review in iTunes. Leave me a question, your response. I want to hear from all of you. Who else should we have on the podcast? Anybody that you want, we'll get them on. But now, it's time for the three pointers of the week. Three-pointer number one. The book I am reading is actually a series that I am watching. And it's not an HBO Game of Thrones series. It's sports science. I'm sure you've probably heard of it, but John Brinkus just does a great job of going behind the scenes and breaking down some of the best of the best. And here's an example. The science of Lonzo Ball's shot. That's going to be linked in the show notes. Check it out. You're going to get addicted to ESPN Sports Science. Three-pointer number two, the life hack that I am testing out. This is true dark glasses. All right, so who doesn't want better sleep? Literally, this is set to improve your sleep quality and maximize the control of your circadian rhythm. As we've been talking about how important that is, because you know in the evening hours when you want to be on your phone or watching TV, it's straining your eyes. These glasses, the Twilight and Daywalker set, going to help s- relieve the stress on your brain and better performance for the wavelengths to your brain for sleep in the evening hours. I really enjoy them, and I look super cool in them. Well, maybe not that part, but they help a lot. Check them out. The third three-pointer of the week, the NBA behind-the-scenes info that you only get here on the Game of Life podcast Genesis Antetokounmpo. Where did he come from? Who is this guy taking the NBA by storm? Grew up a tough upbringing in Athens, Greece. Son of immigrants from Nigeria. He had to sell watches, bags, sunglasses on the side of the streets in Athens to help his family make a living. Didn't start playing basketball until later in his life uh, and actually played in the second division Greece while I was playing in first division Greece at that time. How about that? I can say I was playing at a higher level than Janassis. Yeah, he might he might be a little bit better now. And he's, well, I would say he's on pace right now to be the MVP of the NBA. Let me know if you think differently. And he's just going to continue to get better. That's what's scary. Almost seven feet, has point guard skills, and attacks the rim like he's trying to rip it off every single time. He's got the makings to be an NBA all-star for many, many years to come. 
Well, there it is, the three-pointers of the week. Hope you enjoyed the podcast today. Thank you for being on listening. We will be back next Wednesday for another episode. Leave me any reviews, any questions, anything that you want me to cover or interviews you want me to do upcoming. Hope you all have a great week. Remember, life's a journey. Enjoy it. David Nurse, Game of Life, signing off.